Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast going out around the world to Catholic teachers just like you. So thanks for joining me. I uh, saw a, I guess a heat map on uh, podcast software the other day which shows uh, the sort of listening audience around the world. It's really interesting, you know, so many great listeners of course in uh in North America, shout out to all you guys across here in Australia, but then all these other places around the world. It's sort of interesting. It's sort of like I'd love to just meet some of these people and find out more about their lives and what Catholic education is doing in their part of the world. And, you know, just on that, yesterday I was able to do a, a lovely interview with Anne Rennie, who you're going to hear in the next couple of days. And it's just so interesting to just hear about the stories of Catholic educators all around the world. So just remember, that as you go through your day as a Catholic teacher, you are surrounded by, I guess what the Book of Hebrews would say, is a great cloud of witnesses. Yes, there's the uh, communion of the saints that are cheering us on on the way home, the way home to heaven. But uh, there's also the great cloud, cloud of witnesses around the world. Other Catholic teachers who are listening to this, who are getting up each day into the classroom ready to bring the person of Jesus Christ into the lives of young people. So listen, let's get into it. Today's quote is from uh, my sort of favorite go-to guy at the moment, Paul Kingsnorth, uh, who is just a great thinker, a great uh, philosopher and writer. He's living on a farm in Ireland, I think, at the moment. But uh, his books are fantastic, but he's writing on Substack, which I really like. And this is from his latest Substack piece, which I thought was just quite excellent. Uh, He said this, he said, Modernity is not at all short on ideas, arguments, insults, ideologies, stratagems, conflicts, world-saving machines, or clever TED Talks. But it is very short on saints. One more time. Modernity is not at all short on ideas, arguments, insults, ideologies, stratagems, conflicts, world-saving machines, or clever TED Talks. But it is very short on saints you know one writer said that uh really that the the history of the church of course is the history of the saints of these amazing men and women who at such important key moments were just so transformative and long story short i want to invite you into the same adventure because if you've ever heard me on stage you would know there is barely a talk i've ever done where i haven't said to people that to catholic teachers that they are called to become saints that they are called to become men and women truly transformed in relationship with god and then his grace just works through you and you know when i do these live seminars it's i'm often talking about our definition of a saint is often really well is inaccurate the word many of us kind of think that saints are made in a saint factory in heaven that God kind of has a quota each kind of century where he just, you know, preordains a bunch of saints and they roll off and the rest of us, you know, don't have a hope. What was that old quote from um, the great Jesuit uh, poet who, uh, you know, famously, who said that Mary, of course, was our tainted nature's solitary boast. You know, this idea that, uh, and I get what he was saying, but, you know, this idea that there's, there's, the rest of us are just kind of going to sneak in the back door of heaven and, uh, you know, we'll do a bit of good, but uh, let's not get above ourselves. But the truth is, especially after the Second Vatican Council, that all of us are called to holiness of life. All of us are called, all of us are called to sanctity of life. All of us are called to become saints. 
And this is what this quote's reminding us of. If you've listened to recent episodes, you constantly hear me talking about our technocratic, autocratic culture, where we've uh, you know just we've we've mastered the technological aspects of existence to some degree, and you know the the media that we exist with now is just so fragmentary, isn't it? It's just so opposed. There's so much. Well, you know what Kings North says here: arguments, insults, ideologies. I take a break each day at 11 a.m. I sort of get up very early and work for a long time and then have a break. And um, on cable TV here, you know, you can switch between Fox News and CNN. And it's just, uh, it'd be funny if it wasn't just quite striking, you know. It's like, it's basically one network saying black and another network saying white, you know, metaphorically speaking, right? I'm not talking about race. I'm talking about whatever one network is saying the exact opposites being said on the other channel it's quite it's almost comical when you switch between them and you just you know see this tension in the world this anger this rage flowing back and forward around these arguments ideologies and insults and of course what we think what culturally seems to be happening is this idea that these will be resolved essentially not through dialogue but through power that we're going to eventually beat each other into submission Whereas what Kings North's reminding us of here is that genuine cultural change, genuine cultural change comes through saints. It actually comes through men and women living a life of heroic virtue, and that changes things. And, you know, listeners would know I've just been finishing Jordan Peterson's new book, and he makes a compelling case at multiple points in the book that we all need to, you know, get out of ideology and realize that what we need to do is, you know, I love this this language, uh, uh, amend our own lives. It's a very Catholic idea, amend our own lives. That if we look deep into our own lives, we will see the good and evil in our own hearts. To greater or lesser degree, we'll see the virtue and we'll see the sin. And Peterson's reminding us that, you know, basically the job is to reform ourselves. And then if we reform ourselves, we'll probably love our families a little bit better and they'll be a little bit more of a kingdom, you know, place of peace and then we might reform our staff rooms a bit our our, our faculty lounges as my american friends call them why because imagine you've got a faculty lounge or a staff room as we call it here in australia and you've got 20 staff or 30 staff or 50 staff i always like to say that if you have one saint in that room you get one kind of school community if you have five saints you get a different kind of school community If you have 50 saints in that room, you get a very different kind of school community. So rather than fancy programs or ideologies or arguments and stratagems and conflicts, what we need is saints. What we genuinely need in Catholic education is saints. That's what we need. That's what we need culturally. And you just look at, at, at history. You look at the reforms of you know, Benedict of Nursia in the 6th century. You look at the saints of Lindisfarne and Iona in the 10th and 11th centuries. You look at our, you know, our, our St. Ignatius's. We look at St. Francis's. We look at St. Therese of Lisieux, these men and women. You know, Therese of Avila, um, Catherine of Siena. You see these incredible men and women that just transform their moment in history simply by allowing God to be fully all in all in their life. So how do we do it? Practically, as I've often taught, the best thing I think I've ever heard on it is from Thomas Aquinas, who said, you know, Thomas Aquinas was asked, how do people become saints? Or how do you become a saint? And remember that Aquinas had written the Summa. He'd written this vast document about the essential nature of 
you know, all theology, the summa theologia, the sum of all theology. And when he was asked how you become a saint, he famously said only two words. Two words. You want to know what they are? I'm going to tell you. You ready? He said this, will it. He just said, will it, want it, desire it. So I find in my own life, the longer you go in the spiritual life as a Catholic, this, this is a weird kind of paradox because you are simultaneously aware of the depth of weakness and brokenness in your own life and simultaneously aware not so much of growth in virtue necessarily. I wouldn't be that uh, audacious, but I'd say a deepening awareness of the need for grace, the need for God's presence to be within and as those two things resolve over the years, you slowly change, I hope. And we do that through that beautiful language which we call the helps of the, ch- of the faith, the helps of the church, which is our sacramental life, our life of prayer, commitment to prayer. Not an option to prayer, but a genuine prayer life, a life of prayer. To be, you know, what do we know about the saints? You know, none of them became saints just, you know, flipping a coin. They became a saints by pursuing God and paradoxically allowing themselves to be caught. Always like that. They pursued God, but then they allowed themselves to be caught. So I want to encourage you today that what we need is saints. We need saints. We need saints in our marriages. We need saints in our parenting. We need saints in our classrooms. We need to form sanctity and sainthood in young people. And it's, it's a task that will always remain beyond us, but which, again, we kind of paradoxically can never achieve, but must get up every day striving to attain. So I pray for you today that you will at least allow the Holy Spirit to put the idea in your mind of sanctity of life, of becoming a saint. And why not so you can walk around with your hands clasped in prayer, bowing to the student saying, God be with you, my child. No, no, because what's going to happen as you pursue the path of sanctity is that you are simply going to become all that God envisaged you could become. That's it. So you will love with the power of God flowing through you. You will love in difficult situations. You will have strength and capacity in times of hardship and fatigue. You will be given grace to say the right things pastorally at the right time, and you may never know what they were. But, as Kings North says, we don't need too many more ideas, arguments, insults, ideologies, strategies, conflicts, world-saving machines, or clever TED Talks. We don't need them. They're useful. They have their place. We can thank God for the best parts of technology. But what we really need is saints. All right, that's it. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast. Would you do me a favor? Would you hit subscribe? The numbers are growing every day. So just hit subscribe. Leave a review on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. That'd be a great blessing. Uh, Now, last couple of things. If you are in leadership in Catholic education, um, go and check out catholicexecutivecoaching.com, catholicexecutivecoaching.com, and find out about how you can be supported to grow in your ministry of being a shepherd of the men and women and young people that God places in your life. So go and check out catholicexecutivecoaching.com and do me a favor, everyone else, check out onecatholicteacher.com, hit that resources tab because the Going Deeper program 
is now back on a three-episode free trial. So go to one Catholic Teacher, O-N-E, OneCatholicTeacher.com and hit the resources tab and check out Going Deeper. There's tons of good resources there, but hit that free trial. There's a free trial we've just put back in place. I want you to go check it out. We're sending you three episodes, no charge. Check out that Going Deeper staff formation program. All right, friends, that's it for me today. God bless your ministry. May the Lord carry you through uh, your week, your day of ministry to young people. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.